You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love. Hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Let's do this. Another day, another dollar, another edition of The Drive. You're listening to The Drive on 610 Sports Radio, 610sports.com, and the Odyssey app. My name is Carrington Harrison. Very happy to be here with you on this fine Thursday afternoon. Hopefully you are staying warm. I know that the weather is supposed to turn over the course of the next 24 hours or so, so hopefully that you are staying safe, hopefully you're staying warm, and hopefully you get to work safely over the next few days as the weather is going to turn. we got a lot to get into over the course of the next four hours. I appreciate you listening and making us a part of your day. Coming up in about 30 minutes, we'll be joined by O.J. McDuffie. He is one of the best players in the history of the Miami Dolphins. We'll talk to him to preview the upcoming matchup against the Chiefs and Miami. We'll also be joined by Mike Florio, a pro football talk of NBC Sports. NBC is carrying this game this weekend, available only on Peacock if you do not live locally here in the Kansas City area. We also will be joined by Danny Parkins of 670 The Score in Chicago. For my money, he is one of the best sports talk hosts in the country. Really excited to get his thoughts on Saturday's matchup, also the rest of the NFL. It has been a very, very, very busy week in the National Football League, also in the college ranks. We'll touch on all of those things over the course of the next four hours. But before we do any of that, you guys know the vibes. Pizza time on the drive. Carrington, dial me up right now. Car number six wins a pizza from our friends over at Pizza Tasio. 913-586-7610. Pizza Tasio is Kansas City's best New York style pizza, and they've taken over the town. They get a new location in Waldo, plus spots in OP. That's my home, Pizza Tasio. Lee Summit, Midtown, North KC, St. Joe, and Lawrence. They also have a killer selection of craft and local wine. Craft beer and local wine, excuse me. So, what are the mood for? Maybe just a slice or a whole pie is more your move. Be sure to visit them now at pizzatasio.com. That's pizza, T-A-S-C-I-O.com. I need you guys to do me a couple of favors. Number one, I need you listening to The Drive each day at 2 o'clock. Number two, I need you to tell one friend. You don't got to tell two friends, but if you want some of the best pizza in town and you want the best playoff coverage, then you got to keep it locked in right here on 610 Sports Radio. Also, the Odyssey app. Today was retirement day out at Arrowhead. Not really the vibe or tone that I was expecting as you get ready for Super Wild Card Weekend, but that, in fact, was the tone at Arrowhead. Let's start with Travis Kelsey because I think the Travis Kelsey conversation is far less complicated than the Andy Reid retirement conversation. Travis Kelsey was asked about retirement earlier today. Here is what the future Hall of Fame Titan had to say. You guys think about retirement? Am I the only one in this boat? No. Is anybody else in this thing? All right. Whoever's not thinking about stuff down down the road, you know, I, I blame you. I think it's uh, it's just 
I have no reason to stop playing football, man. I love it. Um, we still have success. Um, come in with a with the right mindset, and uh, I just love the challenge that it gives me every single day uh, to try and be at my best. And like I said, I have no uh, no desire to stop anytime soon. Travis Kelsey has two more years left on his contract. If you add up the money that is owed to Travis Kelsey over the next two seasons, he is owed $28.25 million. I fully expect Travis Kelsey to play these next couple of seasons for the Kansas City Chiefs. I know about his relationship. I know how much money she makes. Travis Kelsey was making money long before he started this relationship with maybe the biggest pop star that we have seen this side of Michael Jackson. But Travis Kelsey is an all-pro tight end. He still has a chance to be first or second team this year. The players of the NFL just named him first team all-pro tight end. He is still playing at a relatively high level. Is he the Travis Kelsey of old? No. But I don't think that we're looking at old Travis Kelsey of a guy that can't help you win. I also don't think that he would leave Patrick high and dry. This is a really important upcoming offseason for the Kansas City Chiefs, regardless of how this season ends. The Chiefs could win the Super Bowl. They could lose on Saturday to the Miami Dolphins. Your guess is as good as mine of how this uh, Chiefs team is going to perform. But I think we all can identify that the Chiefs are going to radically change their wide receiver and skill position room over the course of the next three to four months, regardless of how this season closes out. I think you could say that Travis Kelsey's job is going to get easier over the course of the next one to two seasons. There has been a tremendous amount of pressure on Travis Kelsey to be a guy that gets 1,200 yards from scrimmage, 1,300 yards, maybe more from scrimmage. I don't think that's going to be the expectation for Travis Kelsey heading into the upcoming seasons. With the emergence of Rasheed Rice, we all think that this organization is going to spend a little bit of money in free agency. This is a really good and exciting time if you're Travis Kelsey. I think you finish out the last two years of these deal, and I think you retire as a member of the Kansas City Chiefs. I never once for a second believed that Travis Kelsey was playing in his final year as a member of the Kansas City Chiefs. He was not the only one that was asked about retirement. Here's what Andy Reid had to say when he was asked about it earlier today. I haven't even thought about that, Nate. I mean, I'm thinking about one thing. I, I, I figured that would come up when you guys were asking these questions because I'm old, so, but not that old. I think that this is a fair question to ask Andy Reid, but I also think that the events over the last couple of days around sports give you a timetable of when you can really start to ask this question of Andy Reid. Now, I don't know Andy Reid's personal life. I don't know his home life. I don't know his health. I don't have answer to any of those things. But just looking at the coaches that are around Andy Reid and when they decided to step down and the age that Andy Reid currently is, we're probably five, six years away from really having this conversation about Andy Reid. I could see Andy doing it in a way that's very similar to what just happened with Nick Saban. Now, there were certainly some rumblings behind the scenes, and I think some people kind of felt, hey, this could be the end for Nick Saban, but there wasn't a Kobe Bryant year of which you could go around and everybody could pay your respects and give you your flowers. That wasn't the tone of this season with this Alabama football team. I think Andy could do something serious or, or something similar. Excuse me. I could see Andy Reid just waking up one day 
at 71, 72, 73 years old and feeling, hey, I've done this for a really, really long time. It's now time for me to enjoy the rest of my life away from football, and I have options. Andy is a guy that will have an opportunity to go into TV if he wants, go into media. Hell, Andy can, can do just about anything that he wants to do in this game with the respect that he has built up over the course of a Hall of Fame career. So I just think that this is a premature conversation to have. I don't think it's a bad question by any means. When you look at Nick Saban, when you look at Pete Carroll, when you look at Bill Belichick, when you look at the college football ranks, you look at Saban, you look at what we saw with Coach K and Roy Williams. This is a fair question to ask someone of Andy Reid's stature. When are you considering this? When do you plan on stepping down? That is not a realistic conversation at this point. I expect Andy to be back next season. I fully expect Travis Kelsey to be back next season. And I expect to see this team try to go out and win another Super Bowl and continue to dominate the AFC West as they have over the last handful of seasons. I do want to play for you guys what Bill Belichick had to say. You guys know that the Patriots and Bill Belichick, they are going their separate ways after 24 seasons together. I fully expect Andy Reid, or excuse me, Bill Belichick to continue to be a head coach in this league and we'll see what team that is with. Here's what Bill Belichick had to say earlier today on parting ways with the Patriots. I have so much respect for all the players. Um, and certainly we've had, you know, many that have been here for a long time and, you know, had great contributions and, you know, too many to name at this time, but, um, you know, great thanks to the players and um, to the media for you guys. I, I don't know that anybody's gotten more coverage than, uh, than I have or we have in the past 24 years. Um, you know, meet, meet with you guys a lot, respect what you do. Um, you know, you're our voice to the fans, and uh, even though we don't always see eye to eye all the time, most of the time, but not all the time. Uh, I do respect what you do, and and uh, and finally to the fans, um, you know the fans here are amazing. Um, you know, there's so many memories of the fans, the the send-offs, um, the parades, um, the Sundays, you know, whatever the whatever the situations are, um, the letters of support, uh, the you know seeing the fans, you know, away from here, you know, at a gas station or a grocery store, or, you know, where you bump into them. Uh, Patriot fans here, and not just in New England, but uh, they extend nationally and even internationally uh, as I've traveled. Uh, it's amazing how far the, the arm reaches. We saw that this year in, in Germany. So, uh, so appreciative of the fans for all the support they've given me, uh, my family, uh, and this football team. And uh, it's with um, just so many fond memories and, and uh, thoughts that I you know, think about the Patriots and, and I'll always be a Patriot. I look forward to coming back here. Uh, but at this time, uh, you know, we're going we're gonna to move on, and um, I look forward and excited for the future. I am very, very intrigued in how history and we are going to remember Bill Belichick because there's really two very different sides of this argument. When paired together with Tom Brady, Bill Belichick is the most successful coach that we have ever seen. If you think about the National Football League, a major part of why we love the sport so much is how unpredictable it is that you can go from winning the Super Bowl to the next year missing the playoffs like the Rams did a couple of years ago, that you can be as good as the Eagles were last year in the Super Bowl, and now you're limping into the playoffs the next season. It is the uncertainty year to year of what to expect with a certain team. 
it is really hard to have a dynasty in this league. When you think about the amount of teams and organizations over the entire over 100-year period of the National Football League, we're talking about the 70s Cowboys, the 70s Steelers, the Niners in the 80s, the 90s Cowboys. The Patriots dynasty span longer and greater than any of those organizations. As incredible as the Chiefs run has been, Think if they did this for 15 more years, which is what we're talking about with the New England Patriots and how long of a dominant run. We almost saw 300 games together between Belichick and Brady. They won almost 78% of their games during that time frame. They were the model. They were the blueprint, the most dominant organization that we have ever seen in American professional sports. And then there's the other side of the conversation. Bill Belichick in games in which Tom Brady was not the starting quarterback, they went 47 and 57. Since Tom Brady made the decision to go join the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the Patriots are 29 and 38. They have just one playoff appearance. They didn't win their division. And this year, they were the worst team in the AFC. The absolute worst team in the AFC this year, a full presidential cycle away from losing Tom Brady. He has one of the more complicated legacies that I can think of. Because if you believe that Bill Belichick is the greatest coach of all time and the greatest coach that you have ever seen, you certainly have the number, data, and information to support that opinion. But there's going to be a big yeah, but with Bill Belichick that we don't have with Phil Jackson, that you maybe don't have with the Greg Popovich or some of the other great coaches that you would put on the exact same tier and the exact same level as Bill Belichick. There is no denying your accomplishments. You are the GOAT. You are incredible. But there is always going to be a measure of doubt and uncertainty that I think people are going to talk about Bill Belichick moving forward because when you didn't have Tom Brady and you didn't have the all-time greatest quarterback that we have ever seen, you are a below-average to mediocre head coach. And you can't say that about Andy Reid. You can't say that about Bill Walsh. You can't say that about some of the other greats. They did it with multiple quarterbacks over multiple systems. Think of a guy like Joe Gibbs going to the Super Bowl with multiple quarterbacks. Dick Vermeil doing it with multiple quarterbacks. The greats, they've been able to have success amongst great transition. Bill Belichick has never had that success. Maybe he finds that in his next role. I don't know where that's going to be. It could be the Chargers. It could be the Raiders, the Commanders, the Atlanta Falcons. I do believe that Bill Belichick is going to coach for a couple more years. And I do think him being the all-time winningest coach in the history of the NFL is very, very important to him. He better have success in this next job or the conversations that we have about Belichick and the whispers they're going to turn into shouts that you were a Tom Brady creation because that is certainly what a lot of people feel in relation to Tom Brady. Coming up on the other side, I was asked a very interesting question about Bill Belichick, and I think it applies to Andy Reid and also another local coach. I'll tell you that question. Keep it right here. It's The Drive. You're listening to The Drive with Carrington Harrison, brought to you by the Deep Esqually Moore Law Firm. Remember, Mike's got this on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Odyssey celebrates Father's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Hey, Chiefs fans, it's Patrick Mahomes. Catch me every Monday with CDOT during the season on your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. I went on a Chiefs podcast yesterday called To Tell the Truth. Shout out to my guys, CJ, DG, DMAC. Thanks for having me on their podcast. I was asked a very, very good question yesterday, Rob, and I'd like to ask you the question. Text line as well, 913-586-7610. The question was, now that Nick Saban has retired, who do you think is the most accomplished coach in American sports? And they removed Greg Popovich just because he's not in the middle of his run. Who do you think that person is? Rob, I think my answer might surprise you a little bit. I said Bill Self. If you are removing Greg Popovich, who his success happened eight, nine years ago, it feels a lot like Belichick. That at this point, our feelings about Greg Popovich are more tied into what you did in the past and not necessarily what you're doing right now. I mean, you have a once-in-a-generational player in Victor Wimbanyama, and you were one of the three worst teams in the NBA. The Spurs have been kind of bad for the last five, six years or so. That's one of the worst-kept secrets in the NBA. If you were saying right now, who has accomplished more in their fields? Is it Andy Reid or Bill Self? I think the answer is Bill. I think he's the answer. Bill has done more than Tom Izzo, more than Mark Few, more than any other coach in current college basketball. And now that Belichick isn't in the NFL right now, I would say that Andy Reid is probably the most accomplished coach in the National Football League. And I think that if we're... If we are putting up their accomplishments of what they have done in their respective sports, I think Bill's resume is a little bit stronger than Andy Reid. Is he the answer? Is he the most accomplished coach? Is he the best coach right now in American sports? I would say yes, Not last night notwithstanding. But I'm really surprised you didn't say Andy Reid because for as much as I love Bill Self, and you know how much I love Bill Self, the equivalent of conference titles to – what Reed has accomplished in division titles would still lean Reed because it's more difficult. They both wear two championship rings, but Reed much like self went to a third, but Reed has a chance to go back this year. I guess so does self, but I'm stunned considering the difficulty in football and the success Andy Reed has had that you took self over Andy Reed other than just, he's still in the midst of his run, which Andy Reed is also still in the midst of his run. Why would you have taken self over Reed? And 
I'm full disclosure. I agree with you, but I'm just surprised you said it that way. I'm just looking at what Bill has accomplished in his sport. They are winning 77% of his games since he's been there. He's won two championships, been in three Final Fours. They have won the Big 12 tournament eight times. They've won the regular season 16 times since he's been there. When you, like, rack up the accomplishments, and I'm not saying that, obviously, Andy Reid is incredibly accomplished, first ballot Hall of Famer, one of the five greatest NFL coaches ever. This Bill Self resume is nearly spotless since he's been at KU. Once you get past those first couple of years and they had those early exits, there is not a lot of holes that you can poke in the resume of Kansas and what they've been able to accomplish over the course of the last 15, 20 years or so. I at least think that Bill's in the argument. You could probably put Steve Kerr, the head coach of the Golden State Warriors. He's probably in this conversation. I mean, Kansas's coach is on the short list now. Like, let's say Bill doesn't come back and Bill is done. Bill meaning Bill Belichick, not Bill Self. If Belichick is done in this conversation, if you told me that Bill Self is the best coach in American sports, I think you could make a really strong argument for that to be the case. You mentioned Steve Kerr. Text line had an interesting name. What about Spolstra in Miami? He has two rings. He's been to what? Six championship series. He's a constant in Miami. They've had multiple different iterations of the heat winning in pro sports. is obviously more difficult than college sports for all those reasons. Like if you're going to start to include the Steve Kerr's of the world, I think you then have to include their expulsors of the world. Correct. Yeah, you would probably have to include Eric Spolstra. I mean, it feels like some of Eric Spolstra's success. I know that he's gone to the NBA Finals. I mean, he got maybe the best version of a basketball player that we have ever seen before with that version of LeBron James, the way weighted Chris Bosh. I think Spolstra is great. Spolstra hasn't won a championship without prime LeBron James. I don't know if I would put him in the same category of success of Bill Self, who I've seen it do it multiple times at KU. But Spolster is a great answer. There's a lot of really good coaches, a lot of people that you would throw in this conversation. Just wanted to throw that question out there that I was asked last night about who is the best coach in American sports now that Bill Self or excuse me, Bill Belichick and Nick Saban are no longer at their post. Coming up in about five to ten minutes or so, we're going to be joined by OJ McDuffie. He is one of the best players in Miami Dolphins history. He is going to join the show here coming up in a little bit, and we'll take our first look uh, at the game between the Chiefs and the Dolphins on Super Wild Card Weekend. I think a major difference in this game, Rob, that we haven't really talked a whole lot about yet is that Devon A-Chain is going to be back for this game. He had as hot of a start that you could potentially have early on in his career in those first few games with the Miami Dolphins. If you remember, he ran for over 100 yards in three of his first four games when he got started. He then had an injury early on in the season. He missed the Chiefs matchup earlier in the year, and now he's going to be back for this one. He had 100 yards a couple of weeks ago against the Baltimore Ravens. He had 14 carries for 107 yards, didn't score a touchdown. I mean, Devon A-Chain was one of the better running backs in the league this year, had 103 carries for 800 yards. He averaged 7.8 yards per carry and had eight touchdowns this season. Devon A-Chain was one of the better running backs in the National Football League. It's funny because we have talked about the run game and the importance of establishing the run from the Chiefs' perspective, which makes sense for obvious reasons. But you would think in this game that Miami is also going to try to do the same. And 
as much as we don't think that the Dolphins players want to be out there, I don't think anybody wants to be out there on Saturday. Like, this is going to be a real test to how physical of a team you are. And I would say, if you were looking at the Chiefs and what their weaknesses are, especially on that defense, it might be the linebacker room. It might be that linebacker core and their ability to stop the run. This defense has done a lot of great things this year. They are great at getting after the passer. They eliminate some of the best wide receivers in the league. You can run on this team, it feels like. And the same way that we are looking at Miami, and they're going to need to slow down and stop Isaiah Pacheco if they want to win this football game and how important it's going to be for the Chiefs to want to establish the run. I think you also have to say the same on the flip side. You didn't have A-Chain the last time. He's going to be a point of this game. You would think that Miami wants to give him 15, 17 carries and get those opportunities, and he wants to run the football effectively. I think this is going to be a low-scoring game. I would be surprised if this game was played in the mid-20s or higher. Just based on how I feel about Miami's offense and how I feel about Kansas City's offense, I think this is going to be a real test for who can be more physical, who can withstand the elements, and who can establish the run. And you have two of the better young running backs in the NFL going up against each other on Saturday night. I'm curious, though, because A-Chain has been battling an injury all season long. I mean, let's, one of the reasons he missed the Chiefs game is because he has been battling injury. Raheem Mostert, I haven't seen the air injury report come across, was questionable going into the game. I wonder if the health of the backs slows the Dolphins' backs down because eight chains a star. Mostert is a really good player. Even Jeff Wilson is, you know, totally league average, and that three-headed monster is usually a problem for teams. But before the weather, before the defense, before the scheme, before all those things, nagging injuries can get to players. I wonder if the health of all three of their guys affects their run game almost more than the Chiefs because we know the Chiefs are going to have no Jarek McKinnon, obviously, and then Isaiah Pacheco is basically going to carry the load by himself. I'm curious if health is the thing that slows down the Dolphin run game more so than the Chiefs' defense. Coming up on the other side, we're going to be joined by O.J. McDuffie. He played for the Miami Dolphins. He is in their ring of honor. They have a walk of fame a little bit different than what the Chiefs and some of the other organizations in the NFL do. We'll catch up with him. We'll take our first look at the Miami Dolphins as they head to Kansas City for Super Wild Card Weekend. That's coming up. Keep it right here. So drive. Hey, Chiefs fans. It's Patrick Mahomes. Catch me every Monday with CDOT during the season on your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. The Drive, brought to you by the Deep Esquale Moore Law Firm. Remember, Mike's got this. 610 Sports Radio. Download the Odyssey app and listen to The Drive with Carrington wherever you are. Let me give you an update before we go to the phone lines and we're joined by Dolphins wide receiver, former wide receiver, OJ McDuffie. Justin Ross and Kadarius Toney are questionable for Saturday night's game. Wanye Morris is out. There was some rumblings. I heard Nate Taylor earlier on Cody and Gold. He said that he thought there was a chance that Wanye could pass the concussion protocol maybe early Saturday and be able to play in this game. They have now ruled him as out, so he is not going to be there. Donovan Smith is going to be back, so we'll see what they do at the offensive line position. I think it's pretty obvious, but we will at least see. Wanye has been starting these last couple of weeks for the Chiefs on their offensive line. Wanted to give you guys the update. Justin Ross out for this game. So is uh, Kadarius. Tony, he's questionable for this game. Wanya Morris is not going to play as well for Saturday night against the Dolphins. 
I just saw that Nick Saban went on SportsCenter to talk about his decision to step down and retire as the head coach at Alabama. We'll play that for you here coming up in a bit. But let's go to the phone lines right now. Speaking of Nick Saban, he used to be the coach at Miami. Let's head to the phone lines to be joined by O.J. McDuffie. He is one of the most important Dolphins players in their franchise's history. He was a first-round pick back in 1993, led the NFL in receptions in 1998. He also is in the Dolphins' walk of fame oj happy to have you join us again oj i'm sure that at some point you played in one of these cold games maybe it was on the road against buffalo or some other opponent you had to go on the road for a cold game a lot has been made about the dolphins and them being in a warm weather climate and now having to play in frostbitten kansas city if you're miami how do you prepare for this level of cold yeah i tell you what man it's, it's not easy that's for damn sure you know, i played my coldest game i think in new england uh, but the most important thing is to take the weather out of your mind early. And in terms of that, I always make sure that I have the right clothing already. And I know our equipment staff is, you know, they're they're some of the best in the business. They'll make sure guys are warm enough. But you also have to be light enough. So you can't have the best of both worlds. You can't stack clothes and then go in here and try to play at your best. So you got to get that out of your mind mentally and get all the, the, the physical stuff that you need to get done. And then go out there and play. I mean, you, you've seen the film, the old, especially the old school film of guys lining up and, five-degree weather, and plumes of smoke coming off their heads and out of their mouths. We go out there, once you start playing, you warm up really fast. The guys that aren't playing as much that you, you have to worry about. So I'm looking at Miami's last two games. They scored 19 points on the road against Baltimore. They scored 14 points last week against Buffalo. What did those defenses do to slow down one of the best offenses in the league? Well, it's been tough for us, uh, obviously. We've been pretty much Tyreek Hill-centric. Um, Jalen Waddle's been out. Uh, Raheem Mostert's been out. And we've been really just counting on Tua and, and Tyreek to get it done. Uh, I expect both of those guys to be back. I expect Tua to also learn from some of the games, the last two games, the 19-point performance and 14-point performance, to count on other people other than Tyreek. And uh, that'll, be, uh, that'll be the key, hopefully, for us to score a few more points. Right now, we're talking to O.J. McDuffie. He is one of the best players in Dolphins history, joining us to help preview the game and get you ready for Super Wild Card Weekend between the Chiefs and the Dolphins. I was going to ask you how much of the injuries really played a part in this second half. You're looking at it. They're banged up on both sides of the ball. No Chubb, Xavier Howard's not practicing with this team. You mentioned Raheem Mostert. This Dolphins team is coming into Arrowhead very wounded right now. Yeah, you know what? You know, no excuses, obviously. Nobody's going to feel sorry for us. Um, it, it has happened. A lot of teams are banged up at this time of year. But, man, we keep getting hit hard and, like, in the same position. I mean, you talk about Bradley Chubb. You talk about Jalen Phillips. You talk about Van Ginkle. You know, we, we we just got Baker back last week, and then we lose him in the game with a broken wrist. Xavier uh, Howard being out. Javon Holland not being out. We got beat up. But you know what? It's, it's the nature of the beast, man. Unfortunately, we got hit by the uh, – you know, the injury bug at the wrong time of year. You'd rather have it at the beginning of the year. We've got it at the, you know, the latter part of the year. And, and it's definitely played a factor, played a role. But, hey, next man up mentality has to be what it is. And hopefully, you know, Chris Greer and Mike McDaniel done a good job of, you know, you know, stacking talent behind those guys. No way they're as good as those guys because they'd be starting otherwise. But, hell, we got we to gotta play the game no matter what. OJ, thinking back to the first matchup between the Chiefs and the Dolphins, Devon A-Chain was unhealthy, didn't play in that game. How big of an impact is he to that offense for Miami, and what kind of impact do you think he can have on Saturday night? Well, you know, speaking of Saturday night first, uh, run game's going to be 
pivotal. I mean, you think about it with the weather being the way it is, the wind being the way it is, uh, the pass game is probably going to take a backseat to the to the run game. So it's, it's got to be a, a situation where he, he's got to be a big factor. He, he's a really, really good young back, and he's going to get better and better, man. He's fast. He's got a great low body, you know, you know, uh, center of gravity, um, and I think he's a he's I mean he's a, a stud in the making. He and Moser are such a good one-two punch, and then of course you know Jeff Wilson is also a guy that can come in there and pound the ball down the you know in, in short yardage situations too. But Achan is is as advertised. That's why it's so funny because everybody's like, go out and get some of these running backs in free agency, the Dalvin Cooks, you know, and, and and Taylors and all that, and. Chris Greer's like, no, we're good. And sure enough, he was right. Our, our running back backfield is uh, is pretty good. Keeping it with the offense, we had a stat on the show this week that since 2002, quarterbacks in their first postseason game, they're 25 and 44, so not a lot of success. If you were in your first postseason game, this is Tua's first postseason game. He was unable to play last year. Skylar Thompson got the start. For Miami, what are you anticipating for Tua in his first postseason start? And also, you played in postseason games. How different is the regular season than the postseason? Yeah, you know what? We expect a lot from Tua all the time, and of course, uh, in the postseason, everything gets ramped up. What's 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 what stinks about this one for Tua though is the weather, the wind. You know, so it's going to be hard to judge anybody uh you know on how well they play in this game i think the biggest judgment is going to be how many how few mistakes they make in these games because i think that's going to be the difference maker in a, in a in a game like that and i'll tell you what man the postseason we counted on making the postseason when i played i mean having dan marino as our quarterback you know we were trying to see if we how far we can get in the postseason so i mean it, it's what it's all about and once you get that first one out of the way then i mean i tell you man you you're just so pumped to go back and get back in there and trying to go further and into the playoffs. I'm also looking at your background. You went to high school in Ohio and you went to Penn State. You're a guy that's usually used to this kind of cold temperatures that we're going to see on Saturday night. Absolutely, man. Well, you know, I've been down there for 30 years now, so I don't like that cold weather anymore. But when I when I was growing up, it wasn't a problem at all. But if I were to go there now, I'd be like a little baby out there on the football field. That's for sure. <laughs> right now we're talking to O.J. McDuffie for a couple more minutes, getting you ready for Chiefs and Dolphins on Saturday. You can catch that game on Peacock. I'm curious when we talk about the injuries on the defense, the Dolphins have went out and they've made a couple of moves. They picked up Justin Houston. They picked up Bruce Irving. They picked up Malik Reed. How do you think those guys, do you think they'll make an impact on Saturday's game? Well, I don't think they have a choice, but that we have to plan. Like I talked about earlier, we lost everybody on our edge. Our whole edge is gone except for Emmanuel Agba. You know, he's only pretty much the remaining guy. Even Cam Good, who came in and played some, got hurt in that game uh, last week against uh, against Buffalo too, so we we're, we're struggling when it comes to defensive end. So no matter what, these guys are going to have to play. Hopefully, they can go out there and set some edges and and, and put some pressure on Pat Mahomes, Patrick, Patrick Mahomes. I'm sorry, um, and you know, and be successful that way. But they have to play this weekend. We always ask opposing guests this: Give me your Chiefs win if scenario. Give me your Dolphins win if scenario. Well, the Chiefs win if they are the Chiefs. You know, the Chiefs are they're they're champs. You know, and um, they know how to get it done. So if they go out there and play their style of football on offense and a a great defense now, they'll they'll win this football game. The Dolphins really have to be mistake-free. If we're not mistake-free, it's going to be a long day for us. They have to find a way to stop the run. Um, 
which has been tough on us. Uh, we almost gave up 500 yards last week to Buffalo. Um, that has to change in order for us to be successful. And we know the Chiefs, when they're hot and they're rolling, uh, they can put some points on the board. Hopefully the weather, you know, makes a neutral playing field for everybody and we get a chance. We, we, at least we have a fighter's chance, right? That is O.J. McDuffie joining us on the show today. He is one of the best Dolphins in their history, led the NFL in catches in 1998. He's in the Dolphins' walk of fame, was drafted in the first round back in 1993. O.J., I think this is going to be a slugfest. I think this is going to be a 21-17, 17-13 cold-weather football game on Saturday. Really excited about seeing these two teams play against each other. Thanks a lot for hopping on today. I appreciate you having me. I just got an email during the interview. Obviously, the bosses listen to the show. I don't mean the boss man, Steven Spector. I mean even his bosses listen to the show. Robin, in the email, it said, just wanted to give you two tickets to the game. I know you'll enjoy it. Winky face emoji from the boss because everybody knows how I feel about the cold. She has to know that I am not personally using these tickets. She has to know that I will not be in attendance to this game. Now, maybe this was a roundabout way of me doing what I'm about to do. Rob, on this show a couple of days ago, you said that you would go out there if it was free. That's what you said on this show. You said, I'm not paying the freeze. But if the ticket fairy somehow blessed you with two free tickets to the game, you told me that you would go. You told me that you would go out in this kind of weather and watch Super Wild Card Weekend. You can see how that Arctic air settles in beginning Saturday for a first alert weather alert day that stretches all the way out into the next Tuesday for dangerous cold. You know, for the Chiefs game, wind chill values will be below, uh, between 10 below and 20 below, and then the actual temperature Sunday, Monday, Tuesday morning will be 5 to 10 degrees below zero. So that's dangerous cold. For now, parents and guardians might need to start thinking about school closures Friday morning and then again Tuesday morning. You guys know that if the temperature says dangerous cold, I will not be in attendance. I will not be there to watch Patrick Mahomes, Tua, Snowflake. I will not be there to watch Dan Marino, O.J. McDuffie, Echo the Dolphin. I don't have any interest in watching that game outside. I will be happily inside watching that game on KSHB 41 News, get my McKenzie Nelson, Aaron Ladd, all my reports. But, Rob, I'm going to give you now the opportunity. You said on this show, text line vouch for me, 913-586-7610. You said that you would go if it was free. I am willing to, I'll even tell you exactly where the tickets are right now. This is a real email. I will tell you exactly the tickets that I got from Odyssey. Are you going to go? Do you want to go to the game? I'll transfer them right now. I don't need anything. I don't need a thank you. I don't need any appreciation. I don't need any, hey, remember that time I got you? I don't need any of that. I'm willing to give them to you because you're my friend. I care about you. I want you to be happy. I want you to get an opportunity to see potential greatness at Arrowhead. Do you want to go to the game? Are they in the suite? No. These are in section 333, row 7, seats 10 and 11. That sounds cold. That sounds very cold and very high and very near the cold. You know what? 
all past this oh, time. Oh, you was faking. That's what you want to say. I've been you want to come on here and say you lied to the people? I've been to a wild card game before. I'm good. Thank you, though. So what do you want me all to do past. with these two tickets? Now we have two tickets as a show. I got these tickets with the intention of I didn't know they were coming. I'm just go- I was going to give them to you. Just give them to you. I don't need nothing. I'm not going to be, hey, throw me five, ten bucks. I don't need anything. I wanted to give them to you because you're my friend. But now you're backing out. You don't want to go. You want to stay inside and watch it now because it's dangerously cold outside because it's Arctic blast. So you don't want to go. That's, that's what you were confirming right here on the drive on this Thursday. You don't want to go. I will pass on the Arctic breeze. Okay. Let me figure out what I'm going to do now. I got to regroup. I was certain. I mean, I, I got to do. I, I might have to give them back to the. I might have to give them back to the company. I, I mean, might have to just give them back. I have to rearrange the whole schedule. There, no, it's no, not. Now, you know, now, no, it's, now it's too much. There's so much you going on. Rearrange. Okay, all yeah, right, yeah, I got it. No, it yeah, makes I, sense. Okay, got to redo right. the whole calendar. It, it, it's a okay. whole thing. No, I got it. It makes sense. Uh, let's hear what Nick Saban had to say. Nick Saban went on ESPN, went on Sports Center to talk about his decision to retire. Here's what Nick Saban said. Well, I don't think there's any good time, especially when you're a coach, because once you're a coach, you think you're going to be a coach forever. But I actually thought that uh, in hiring coaches, uh, recruiting players, uh, that my age started to become a little bit of an issue. People wanted uh, assurances that I would be here for three years, five years, whatever, and that got harder and harder for me to be honest about. And to be honest, this last season uh, was grueling. Uh, It was a real grind uh, for us to come from where we started to where we got to. Uh, Took a little little more out of me than usual. And, you know, when people mentioned the health issue, it was really just the grind of, can you do this the way you want to do it? Can you do it the way you've always done it and be able to sustain it and do it for the entire season? And if I couldn't make a commitment to do that in the future, uh, the way I I think I have to do it, um, I thought maybe this was the right time based on those two sets of circumstances uh, that, um, like I said, there's never a good time. Uh, But I thought maybe this was the right time. So there's there's no illness. It's just the grind and the gruel of the season. Yeah, there's no illness. Miss Terry's fine. I'm fine. Um, But it was the... Can you sustain the season, you know, from just a, a mental grind standpoint? Um, and, I, you know, when I was young, you know, I could work till 2 in the morning, get up at 6 and be there the next day and be full of energy and go for it. But when you get a little older, that gets a little tougher, and I'm sure a lot of people can relate to that. I think the transfer portal, name, image, and likeness, and the schedule that we are asking these college coaches to do is burning them out. It is constant. And I understand. Work is constant for all of us. This is a little bit more stressful job than a majority of us have. There's a lot of moving parts, a lot of going on, a lot of travel, a lot of scrutiny, a lot of all of those things. I think it is burning some of our favorite coaches out. It is not a coincidence to me that over the course of what, the last three, four years that we have seen pretty radical changes in the sport, some of the elder statesman coaches have been like, nah, I'm good. 
Nick Saban, gone. Roy Williams, gone. Coach K, gone. It's not a surprise to me. It's never ending. Think about it. You have to manage the transfer portal while getting ready for a bowl game. If you're Alabama, you're trying to manage the transfer portal, your own talent, your own players, and recruit for the next season while also preparing for trying to win a national championship. I don't think that the current schedule that we have in college football is something that you are going to be able to sustain for too much longer. And I'm not asking anybody to feel bad for these college football coaches. They get paid a whole lot of money. I think I saw a stat yesterday that Nick Saban has gotten $120 million over his life from the University of Alabama. So I'm not asking anybody to feel bad for them. But I think you hear it right there. I'm not sick. I don't think I can do this job anymore the way that I used to. I can't burn the midnight oil the way that I can. So if I can't do that, and they've also made the job much more difficult and time-consuming and strenuous than it used to be, then eventually something had to give. And the giving was, I'm not doing this anymore. I've made enough money. I can step aside right now and walk onto the booth at either Fox or ESPN and make real close to what I was making here at Alabama. I don't want to do this anymore. I want to ease your life. I want to just sit at home, watch college football, talk to coaches, show up at, in Madison, Wisconsin on Friday night, do the show and go back home and repeat that process for two to three weeks. That's it's all I got to do. I think we are seeing that the current timetable that we are asking some of these older coaches to do, I just don't know how sustainable it is long-term. There's not really a downtime or down period in college football anymore. I don't care who you are. Everybody needs a break at some point, especially if you are 71 years old, the way that Nick Saban is. Coming up at the top of the hour, we'll get back to Super Wild Card Weekend with the special playoff edition of Around the NFL. That's coming up. Keep it right here. It's The Drive on 610 Sports Radio, 610sports.com, and the Odyssey app. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to tunein.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Odyssey celebrates the class of 2024. Brought to you by T Mobile. You can count on T Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. 